Ladies and gentlemen, attention everyone. Welcome to No Picks After Dark. It's your boy Nick Burke, and you are now tuned in to the hottest podcast in the world with Aaron Dante, giving you the hottest interviews with the dopest people, sharing their experiences from your neighborhood all around to the world. Voted Best Baltimore Podcast by you, the listeners. Now, your host, Aaron Dante. Yo, Aaron, talk to him. Welcome back to the No Picks After Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. And, you know, we are doing a special, special episodes because it's Valentine's Day. And I really, really want to get people out here to talk about Valentine's Day. And, you know, I, I like Valentine's Day. It's a great time to be with loved ones and all that good stuff. And why not? No Picks After Dark special of Valentine's Day. And why not throw two bonus episodes for you? So, without further ado, I'm going to have one of my favorite people to come on to kick the show off, Mr. Ivan Martin with the Ivan Minute. What's going on, Mr. Ivan? Happy to be here. Happy Valentine's Week and all the other people that don't say it correctly. Happy Valentine's Week. You know, you know all the people that don't know how to say it correctly just started talking Valentine's. Being careful out here with the cold virus. That's what my daddy called it. He said, be careful out here doing Valentine's. Don't be out here getting a cold virus. Isn't it beautiful, man, how, how Super Bowl just passing and the very next week is Valentine's Day? I think the NFL did that on purpose. Like, some things just don't make no sense. It's like this weekend, boom, your lady's supposed to sit back, let you watch the game, chill out. If she cook good wings, remember them wings, because what's next weekend, Valentine's Day, and it's payback. So be careful, fellas. Don't fall for the Super Bowl trick. She being all nice around Super Bowl time. Don't fall for that next year. Next year, you be like, baby, I'm going to cook everything. Don't worry about Super Bowl. You relax. So that way, <laughs> so that way, when Valentine's Day come the next week, she can be like, baby, don't worry about it. I'm taking myself out to dinner. Relax. <laughs> you know, you got to start thinking ahead of time, man. And big shots out to your former president because we are on our way to impeaching him, man. Come on, man. It's, it's, it, we on the way. So if you got to call in, call in. If you need to vote, vote. If you need to send a letter and a pigeon, so to, like, do whatever you got to do. Talk to your politicians. Talk to your local squeegee boy. Do whatever you got to do. Speaking of local, did you know, especially Northeast Baltimore, WBLA-TV, shout out to them, they have noticed that coyotes of all species and animals, coyotes are loose, just running rampant in the city. And of all things, man, they are not just eating the stuff that we would like for them to eat, like little rodents, like mice, rats, stuff like that. They are just going up to your door and eating your house cat. Like coyotes are eating house cats now. So the next time it's late at night and you hear, and that's whiskers in the alley. That is not whiskers in the alley playing with Miss Jenkins' cat. That is whiskers getting the business taken to him by Wiley Coyote. So be careful, all right? Last but not least, your beautiful fact, Ivan Minute. I don't know if you know this, but in Chicago, there's a gentleman that was arrested on trespassing because he was sleeping in the airport for three months. He told the authority officials that he was afraid to fly. He was able to stay there for so long because on the floor, he happened to locate an employee's ID. After they caught him on suspicious camera activity, they finally arrested him and took him out of there. Now, all I'm thinking this time is, I wonder if I can try that with a damn bank. <laughs> My name's Arthur Martin. Ladies and gentlemen, I love you guys. Happy Valentine's Day. Kiss your lady on the cheek. Kiss your partner on the cheek. Kiss your significant other on the cheek, man. Have a beautiful one. Peace. Love you, Baltimore.
All right, folks. And where can we find you on uh, Instagram and all that good stuff? Ivan Martin, comedian Ivan Martin on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Black Twitter, Orange Twitter, all that. Black Planet. I forgot Black Planet. You gotta find you Black Planet. <laughs> see, man, I was. I usually. I usually. See, I, I. I ain't finna go there right now. I used to have a really nice Black Planet account. I talk about that later, man. You catch me on Black Twitter now. <laughs> all nah, right, I'm folks. joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Instagram. Instagram. See me on Instagram. All right, folks, and we'll be right back after these messages. Visit your neighborhood sanctuary and do wellness for a luxurious experience for everybody. Treat yourself and a loved one with a massage, facial, or an entire day of pampering with our deluxe spa day packages that include lunch from the restaurant next door, fire and rice. For more information on booking or purchasing gift cards, visit their website at andowellness.com or call at 443-438-4048. They look forward to welcoming you and your loved ones to their beautiful new space at Soha Union, located at 4801 Harper Road, Suite 1. And welcome back, folks, to the No Picks of the Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante, and we are celebrating Valentine's Day. And, uh, you know, it's one of those days a year that, you know, people can enjoy themselves and enjoy each other's company and all that good stuff, wherever it may be. And so, the No Picks of the Dark show, we're going to do Valentine's Day special. Why not? That's how else we're here for. We like we like to be like the Hallmark holiday. <laughs> so, so we have right now uh, hailing in from San Diego is Miss Natasha Axelrod, a lawyer, legal expert, legal contributor to the show. What's going on, Miss Natasha Axelrod? How are you? I'm doing great. Valentine's Day. How are you, Aaron? Oh, you know, you know, I'm Bahamba Scrooge over here, just working. That's all. Just working. <laughs> yeah, Valentine's Day. You know, it's funny because like I am not one who likes Valentine's Day. I'm always like you know, overpriced roses just irritate me, but then I get called, you know, a grouch. So I'm like, oh no, I love Valentine's Day, best day of the year. Um, but we're going to talk about a case about love, a Supreme Court case about love essentially today. So way to tie in a little bit about the Supreme Court in um, the legal minute this, this week. All right. Hey, it's your show. I'm just here listening. Go ahead. It's your show. All right. Loving versus Virginia. This is a 1967 Supreme Court decision that had the effect of legalizing interracial marriage in all 50 states. And most people know about landmark Supreme Court decisions because of their ultimate result. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's great. We need, we all need to be aware of these cases and, and understand um, the meaning that these cases have ultimately. And without getting too nitty gritty into the details of each case, I do think it's important for people to learn just a little bit about how the court gets to these results, because it helps us understand the Supreme Court and its role in our government. It plays a pretty big role, whether it's meant to be that big or not is a kind of philosophical discussion. But, you know, it, it affects our lives because the Supreme Court essentially has the final say on what our constitutional rights mean. And that's what this case, Loving versus Virginia, did. It declared Virginia laws, which were called um, the Racial Integrity Act, these laws banned and punished interracial marriage. And in this case, they were found to be unconstitutional. And this statutory scheme, as it's referred to, was unconstitutional because it violated both the Equal Protection Clause and Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment. Some facts of this case, Richard and Mildred Loving were an interracial couple who were married in DC, and then they moved back to Virginia, which of course prohibited, um, prohibited their marriage. 
And so a grand jury issues an indictment charging them with violating this ban and they pled guilty and were sentenced to a year in jail. But the trial judge is like, you know, I'll suspend your sentence for a period of 25 years on the condition that you leave the state and don't return to Virginia together for 25 years. Really, really great judge. Ugh. Anyway, so they move, the Lovings move, but then they challenge the laws of un as unconstitutional. And eventually this gets to the Supreme Court. And one of the arguments the state made was that the law was one of equal applications. So their argument was like, oh, this law is fine. It's totally constitutional because it punishes both white and black people the same. This is a little argument. And the court, thank God, didn't buy this and found that, and I'm gonna quote, there can be no doubt that restricting the freedom to marry solely because of racial, racial classifications violates the central meaning of the Equal Protection Clause. And then the court also found that this violated the liberty guaranteed by the Due Process Clause because it infringed the freedom to marry, which had long been recognized as a fundamental right, and to deny it on the basis of a racial classification was a deprivation of liberty without due process of law. And so I'll leave you with a quote in, from this case. Under our constitution, the freedom to marry or not marry, a person of another race resides with the individual and cannot be infringed by the state. So that's a little, little bit more about Loving versus Virginia and the constitutional rights that were at issue. And for once, the Supreme Court got it right in this case. Wow. The Supreme Court actually got it right, right once. That's, that's amazing. I really love the, hearing that story. That, that really ties in with Valentine's Day. I really like that. I like how you're thinking. I like that. That was, that was a good one. That was a very good one. They've all been great. But I like that loving story. That really hits near and dear at home. So we really appreciate you dropping that, Joel and Jim. And for all those lovebirds out there and enjoying the holidays, happy Valentine's Day. But before we leave, yeah, where can we find you? We got to find you somewhere on social media. You can find me on social media, maybe even with a Valentine's Day post. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> on Instagram, it's Natasha underscore Axelrod. And on Twitter, it's at Natasha Axelrod. And on YouTube, you know, people apparently use YouTube as a search engine. I've learned this the, the, the backwards way. <laughs> you can find me on YouTube as well. There you go. There you go. Folks, enjoy your Valentine's Day, all that stuff. It's Alex Arad. You enjoy your Valentine's Day also. Enjoy. You too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bun bundles of joy and good times. Folks, <laughs> again, thank you again for everything. Happy Valentine's Day. We'll be right back after these messages. This portion of the episode is sponsored by Maggie's Farm, located at 4341 Harford Road. Celebrate Valentine's Day at Maggie's Farm, featuring a three-course prefix menu for $55 offering a unique menu for this special day that will include an amazing steak option, rockfish, handcraft cocktails, and many more delectable choices. Wine pairings for each course are available for just $20 more. Make this Valentine's Day unforgettable with Maggie's Farm Dining Experience. Open for dinner from 4 p.m. until 10 p.m. Wednesday through Saturday and serving brunch Saturday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. and Sunday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Check out Maggie's Farm on Instagram and Facebook for daily and weekly food specials. And welcome back, folks, to the No Pixel Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante, and I'm so excited you're back listening to me again here. And today we are back with the Trevor White Minutes, really, really a good minute of just breaking things down. 
He's the owner and CEO, VBS Tax and Accounting. And I mean, he dropped jewels and gems last week. Are you ready for a little bit more this week? What's going on, A? Um, in preparation for Friday, uh, the 12th, which is the beginning of filing season, I really just wanted to talk to business owners for a second and let them know that they have to start getting their stuff uh, prepared. And if they do not have a tax organizer from their accountant, um, they can reach out to me, um, obviously, either on, um, on an IG or they can send me an email and request a tax organizer. So somebody asked me today, what is it? What, what's an organizer? An organizer is something where you can put your business on paper. A lot of people, they just operate, they just do business. They make, they just think, okay, I'm making money and, uh, and I'm spending things on my card. That's all I need to bring into my account. And then when they account giving them a huge bill because they got to go through all of these bank statements and itemize everything themselves, they're like, whoa, wait up. So not only can the tax organizer um, lower your tax bill, but it can also help you see your business when it's down on paper. Did I make any profit last year? Did I take a loss? All right. What direction should I be going in, you know, into the next year and how should I be doing things? So the tax organizer, of course, it asks you, you know, what's your name? You know, what's the legal entity structure? It goes into some specific questions about how your business is set up. It have you list out all of the members in your organization and all of their identification numbers. And then also, what's, your, what, what, what's the status of your bank accounts? How much money do you have in there? Does your business own any more property? Have you purchased any property throughout the year? And then after that, it goes into how much income did your business make? How were your expenses itemized? If you do a retail you know, sales business, how much inventory did you purchase? Because that's a different kind of business and how to calculate your, your profit or your losses based on your cost of goods sold. And then the small things like, what are your, what are your car expenses? A lot of people don't realize there's some special depreciation that you can do with your car, but you can depreciate your car or you can take the mileage on the vehicle. It varies. So just these, just these, this small little step in preparation for your tax appointment could help you go a long way, could save you some money, and can also help your tax accountant get a better picture of the kind of business that you operate and how your business is operated. And then the last piece is COVID-related questions. Okay, because there's some there's some credits around COVID that you're going to want to, you know, so you're going to want to know, did you get the paycheck protection loan last year? Did you get the economic injury uh, loan last year? Were you still paying employees while your business was shut down if your business had to get shut down? Because there's some credits around that. Also credits around um, uh, uh, employment leave. Like if you had to give somebody, if you had to pay somebody while they had to take out on sick leave because due to COVID. So you want to have these questions answered and you want to take the time to do this before you go see your account. Wow. You just dropping some jewels, man. You got me thinking about my business and whatnot. It, 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 this is, it's a crutch for small businesses to have to kind of take a step back and get a little bit organized. We spend so much time just working and working that, you know, not everybody is privy to have an assistant or a secretary, somebody that can help them keep their business organized so they got to do it themselves. So utilize those tools like QuickBooks and the other little apps on your phone that can help you keep your business organized. But every year, not only should you be seeing your accountant, but you should be getting your business organized and you should be looking at your business on paper. Wow. We appreciate that. Wow. Oh, man. Where can we, where can everybody reach you? Because we need to know 
how we can email you, what's your email address. So we just in case those businesses want to reach out right away. Obviously, they can reach out on IG, Mr.TaxPro. They can uh, go to my website, uh, bbstax.com, or they can email me at twhite at b as in Victor, b as in boy, s as in Sam, accounting.com. All right, folks. Don't get in trouble with the law, man. Just the money, man. IRS, you don't want them knocking on your door. It's not the right year for that this year, folks. We'll be right back after these messages. This portion of the episode is sponsored by Found Studio Shop. Looking for unique gifts curated by an artist? Shop online at foundstudioshop.com and explore a delightful selection of gifts for Valentine's Day. Handmade jewelry, ceramics, cards, and more. Or pamper yourself or your loved ones with candles, gift boxes, and locally made bath and body products. All of this and more is available for shipping or local pickup at Red Canoe in Northeast Baltimore. Browse whenever the mood strikes at foundstudioshop.com. Welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we have some very special guests coming from New York. New York City, I'll, you know, just, just appreciate these guys coming on. Uh, so I like the movie Valentine's Day, folks. Just everybody give a background. I like movies like that. I think they're cool. And during the whole coronavirus, I mean, we we're still in the pandemic. But when it really was slow, slow, I found this really cool thing on Instagram. I was like, okay, this is a cool little mini series right here going on. And it was Love and Corona. And I was like, what, what is this? I mean, let me watch the first episode. Damn, I'm, I'm hooked. Second episode. And I'm like a craving. Like, I'm like, I got to watch it more, you know, and telling friends about it. Like, oh, this is actually really good. I'm like, yeah. So without further ado, we are the directors of this, of this beautiful, beautiful show. Please introduce yourselves to the show. Don't be shy. What's going on? My name is Asar English. Yeah, and I'm Biz Jones. Nice, nice. So you guys, let's, let's talk about you guys first. Where are you guys from originally? Um, did you guys go to school for this? Tell us a little bit about you so our audience can find out who you are. Like, I have a big audience from upstate New York, um, New York City, Philly, Baltimore, the Mid-Atlantic. Tell them a little bit about you guys. Well, I guess um, I'm from New York originally. I'm from Queens. Yeah, born and raised in New York. I um, I didn't study specifically filmmaking in school, but I've always just been like, like a big sit, like you know, film buff, and I'm an actor. Um, that's that's my profession. So I don't know, I'm all, I was always just around that world, and I always wanted to just you know get behind the camera. Also, so that's how I got into it. I am from the Chicago suburbs, and I've been in New York eleven years now. And um, I, I also didn't go to school for film. I was a, like a art history and art major, but I did stuff with film work. But I ended up doing a lot more photography um, in the past 10 years. I still do some motion work, but not a lot of narrative stuff. So that was, this was sort of like a nice foray into that. No specific film background either. <laughs> it's, it's, I always laugh, you know, we all go to school for something and then we end up doing something totally different some, most, most of the time. Right, right. yeah. <laughs> this is how life works out, you know, it's a beautiful thing. So how did you guys meet? I mean, I'm trying to get this connection of you two meeting and then we'll get to how IG series happened. But yeah. how did you guys meet in like just this chance? You're from the Windy City and he's from yeah. Queens. So, you know, no, Eddie Murphy, you know, that's the most famous part, Queens, New York, because we went for coming to America, right? Oh, yeah. McDowell's, right? <laughs> so, what do you, so how'd you guys find, find each other? I mean, just from the arts and whatnot. 
Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I know. So funny story. Um, So we actually dated before. We dated a little bit before. That's how we met. We met met on a dating app, actually, like I guess like our characters. And um, and then we broke up and then we decided to just continue working on projects that we um, had started working on. And um, yeah. Yeah, we had, you know, we had some ideas together while we were dating and we were like, this deserves to continue having attention and being developed even though we had split up. And um, since that time, we have done a lot of projects together at this point. Um, Quite productive in the past, I guess, nine months since the pandemic really hit the US, right? Yeah, it's been that long, if not more, yeah. Mm That's real. That's dope. That's real dope that you guys can keep the partnership and keep it going, you know, down the creative side, like you guys, it's very creative. Like I like to talk to creatives. How do you guys get into that space when you're like, all right, I want to make, let's make something. Let's, let's do something really cool during the, during the pandemic. Cause I remember pandemic, nothing was going on. How did you guys get together? I'm like, all right, how are we going to shoot this? How is it even going to happen? You know, with everything going on, like to me, I'm, I'm impressed by that alone by itself. Yeah. So I came to Asar with the idea of doing this series. I had sort of jumped off of something else that you've been working on. Um, I mean, Asar, you can t- say what that is. Oh, yeah. So I was uh, I was just working on like I was working on this pitch for like reality dating shows, but it would the content would be would live on, you know, like dating apps. And, you know, yeah. we were just talking and I had mentioned it to Biz and then she kind of. I guess that sparked the idea of doing, I guess, a short form version of that, like a, not a reality, like a, a like a fictional story. Yeah. And we had been working on a, a separate project, um, like a, a pilot for um, a TV show. And I was like, dude, maybe we should like use what's happening right now. I like that idea of something being an app. Let's make short form content. Um, we decided to do it for IGTV, do it vertical spacing because, you know, everything you look on your phone is vertical now. And um, yeah, I was like, this would be a project for us to just start a little bit more bite-sized rather than jumping into a full length um, series. And we, I don't know, that's what, that's where that started. Yeah. Back in, in March. Yeah. A long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like, it feels like 2020 keeping going and going. Yeah. Like, is this a hobby for you guys? Or like, I mean, you got to, I mean, I don't know if you have a nine to five or whatnot, but how do you feel, put that in your schedules when you're directing something like this, when you have a nine to five or maybe like, how do you finance these type of things? Cause I get these questions a lot about podcasting. They're like, Oh, you're doing this. I'm like, this is in my own spare time, my own dime, that nature. Well, how do you work it out? Yeah. I mean, both of us freelance, I have my own business in photography, SR, um, is acting but uh to be honest you know we had nothing but time when the pandemic hit at least me because i lost all of my work for about five months you you know you can't do shoots and so that gave all this space to create something new um as far as like budget we we made it on nothing like just yeah yeah our own equipment our own time um we involved another person, a friend to come on and play the part of the other actor. Um, he's also a videographer. So he has, you know, obviously has experience shooting. So, I mean, it was definitely an experiment, but um, the pandemic 
because it shut so many things down. For me, it gave me a lot of space to just do something different for a while. So when you came up to use the other guy, who's, who's the other guy? I don't want to disrespect. What's his name? The other, oh. the other author. Alex Colby. Okay. So you guys get with him and say, hey, we want to make this dating during the corona. Mm-hmm. What was his reaction to it? Because he kind of like, I'm in, or is it like, how are we going to do this? Were you guys taping in different cities when this was happening also? Because he was, remember, he was at his parents' house and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out how you guys did this. And now, and all. I mean, he was definitely in because, I mean, Alex is like a very just like big energy and just like love of life. And yeah, so he was definitely. And I, I was surprised he said yes, <laughs> to be honest. But like, yeah, he was super, he was super, you know, uh, super into the idea and yeah basically our only the only thing after that was just figuring out how to you know organize all our schedules you know since i was in queens at the time i was in brooklyn but i actually went back went back to queens temporarily stay with family and biz was in brooklyn alex was in you know um colorado so it was just trying to like find ways to just you know get us all on on the same um yeah well on zoom that's how we did a lot of this um the characters were interacting or having dialogue we had to get ourselves onto a Zoom call and act to the camera while the, you know, the Zoom screen is like off to the right or left or something. Asar would be listening in to like give us notes after we had been acting. And yeah, that's <laughs> the Corona version of, you know, doing social distancing shooting, like to, you know, the extreme, like we're all in our own spaces. No, and I thought that was amazing. I really did. I thought that, that like, just by you telling me this now, because the camera angles were amazing. And like, you were like, you would never think, I mean, I'm like sitting here like, this is IG. Like, this is, this is really good. You know, that's why it really, I mean, think, let's think about it. IG, when you look at something, it's all about the look first. Mm-hmm. That's your eye. And you guys was, everything I saw was like, this is really cool. Like, aesthetically pleasing. You know, you guys are talking back and forth. And now when you say Zoom, I'm like, yeah, that was Zoom. Like, the whole thing was Zoom. But the way it was edited, was so clean that I didn't even notice it. That it was like the way you guys shot were different places. I thought you guys might have been in the same place sometimes. <laughs> it seemed like it. like when you look at it, you know, maybe he was in the other room and you were in the same. This, you know, that's how it seemed. Yeah. Um, where'd you where'd you guys learn how to do this stuff? I mean, I mean, like, how did you train? I mean, you're an actor, you do camera work, but how did you learn how to edit and do all this great stuff? I mean, as far as well, editing, that's on this, yeah, yeah, that was that, that was all her. That was all her magic. Yeah, I I did all the editing. Um, You know, I've been editing video since I was, you know, in high school. And even though I never did it, um, you know, I didn't take any classes really. I just, I think most of my video editing skills are self-taught. And at this point, it's been, you know, 20 years since I started doing it. So, you you know, you have some time to (laughs) learn all these things. And, um, And then, you know, I used those skills professionally as well, but um this was definitely a, a slightly different project and a lot of fun to put together now i don't want to tell the fans too much about the the, the dancing scene and all that stuff and whatnot that was at the end oh. but well that was our that was our big production we went all, all out for that and i mean that was really exciting asar did a great job producing that pulling together all these people and dancers um we brought in a cam up um Emily Kordovich, um, she did all the camera work because I knew like me and Alex, we couldn't be necessarily holding the camera anymore at this point for the concept for the final episode where uh, we dance. So that was, that was like a 
departure from everything else. And the first time actually Asar and Alex met in real life was- Yeah, it was very meta. Yeah, preparing for that episode. Yeah. That's really, that's a cool backstory. I did, wow, that was the first time. Yeah. Wow. First time, yeah. <laughs> really cool. That is really cool. All right, folks. And we'll be right back after these messages. The No Picks After Dark podcast is fueled by Zeke's Coffee. Have you tried their coffee yet? I'm telling you, there is something different about it. Maybe it's because they roast their beans in a fluid coffee roaster, which provides the most accurate roasting temperatures and made with love. You will just have to check it out for yourself and try their delicious food while you're at it. Open now for curbside service, carryout, and delivery. And they also do wholesale. Visit Zeke's Coffee at 4719 Harper Road. Open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sunday, 8 to 5 p.m. Kitchen closes at 3 p.m. Or visit Zeke'sCoffee.com and you too can be fueled by Zeke's. Now, do you guys have a production company now from that? Or did you, I mean, I know you guys are saying like, this is what your thoughts you guys have been doing for a while, but have you guys thought about now like, hey, we, we can do this. We can do a production company possibly and start producing more short films like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're uh, actually a Sunrise Sunset Productions. So yeah, yeah. Uh, during the middle of the shoot, it was the middle of the shoot, right? When we came up with the idea. Or, yeah. Yes, so at some point or maybe before the, the shorts that we did as well. Yeah. 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 So we figured, yeah, we wanted to just make content that, you know, that we connected with also. Because I mean, at the end of the day, we weren't making money from this. You know, there's still like a passion project for us. So, uh, yeah, we just figured, hey, maybe we could just continue making just content that's like relevant to what's going on right now, especially in terms of relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it could be something that's fun. That you know, hopefully, hey, if we like make money from it, you know, if people want to commission us for work, then cool. But at the end of the day, we're just doing this because we, we love doing it. We're like passionate about doing it. You know, yeah. yeah. And- I mean, for me, I feel like it's a chance to explore a slightly different direction for my career and the best way to, you know, if I want to be doing more directing with um, either commercial or narrative work, the best thing to do is just make something first so you can show people what you can do, what your ideas are, what your vision is. Um, Because if you don't have anything to show, no one knows, you know, you are stuck. That's awesome, though. That's, That's awesome. Like, that's straight from, like, to me, your thought, your passion project now is becoming a business now. Mm-hmm. Now it's becoming serious. You know, that's how I look at things. When I did my start my podcast, it was just for friends and family. Yeah. And now all of a sudden people are like, oh, we got, we want to do this. We want to throw money to it. I'm like, oh, you want to throw money? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Let me go get this LLC real quick. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just a business. But, you know, fortunate for me right now, and like, I, I love what you, that's why I wanted to interview you guys. Because I love what you guys are doing. Now I have sponsors mm-hmm. that are sponsoring my podcast, you know, and it's, it's, it's rewarding. It's a rewarding feeling. How are you guys trying to transfer that skill that you guys have your passion project to, all right, let's, let, let's, let's refine what we're doing. I know you say you have the, the LLC, the business. How are you trying to attract money to come to your way? Like, I know, I mean, people, money's out here. It's just how you <laughs> out here. People have it. But how are you like, you know, f- trying to figure things out going forward? Um, well, I mean, a funny, fun story. We got uh, this um, this company wanted to actually license our footage for like a commercial, like a virgin, like a commercial, uh, which was pretty cool because like we weren't that wasn't even on our radar, you know. And like they reached out to us, which was uh, was pretty. Yeah, it's a power. It was pretty dope. Yeah, um, yeah. I, Multiple people have reached out, being like, "Oh, we found you through hashtags." Essentially, 
So, yeah. So I guess, I guess moving forward, like we just want to, I guess, yeah, just create, just keep on creating work, you know, and, and, and just finding opportunities just to create work that, that is meaningful to us because then that will attract, you know, you know, uh, I guess people who may want to hire us, you know, but I think right now at this stage, we're just like, just really want to just like keep on creating, 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 you know, yeah. and, I mean, and then letting clients follow from that. Yeah. We are, you know, trying to get a little more exposure on what we've done already. Um, Asar has been submitting to um, like film festivals and like series festivals, just that, you know, what we've been making can be seen more broadly as we continue to make more stuff at the same time. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to have you on the show because like, you never know who listens, who listens, who's <laughs> not, not really like, I, I just like your creative art. I like what you guys are doing. And I was like, I like creatives and like, I'm new to the game mm-hmm. and what you guys are doing. It was very good. I mean, it, I enjoyed everything, but love Corona. And, and I saw you guys are doing some different, I saw the other things you guys are working on possibly going forward. So I followed your page. I followed what you guys are doing. Oh, and um, you find it on IG. Like think about it. This is like a new communication. Of IG, when you got okay, just to go to go back, your thoughts of the storyline? Did some? Did you guys have a friend that had like that personal? I know you guys had dated before, but like the storyline of like maybe like a friend who was single telling you like, "Damn, it's rough out here being single during coronavirus." Like, like what? It, like, cause I saw most things happening when you're like you're like talking with somebody, and you're like, "Damn, keep on telling me about your story." Yeah, and then like, it just creates, and you're like, "All right, I can run with this." You know, and then go from there. Like, I'm just curious. I know you say like relationship in the past, but where did that just all of a sudden like brainchild of how to do it that way to make it a certain way? Like, I mean, because none of us knew what was going to happen. None of us knew. I remember how we started the story. Exactly. Uh, I think we just personally started it. We just, yeah, yeah personally, I, I think we we're probably going by maybe even subconscious. Maybe we we're just going just off of like having like, I mean, we all, I mean, we've used dating apps. I mean, that's how we met. Yeah. And, you know, I think we just were kind of maybe just drawing upon like our own experiences mm-hmm. or like experiences that maybe our friends, the stories from our friends, but it was very, it wasn't like we sat down and we're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to talk about this um, part of dating, that part of dating. We kind of just, I don't know, just, it just flowed. Yeah. You know, we just let, let it happen and then drew on stuff when we needed like specific you know, details. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's, 12 episodes and we certainly didn't know the whole story when we started writing and making the first ones um, definitely not definitely not because we did was, it for a span of a few months yeah yeah i think y'all did i was waiting for the one of the main characters to get corona it's <laughs> <laughs> always that situation in the show you're like damn like love always doesn't that always wins out but there's always trials and tribulations to get there yeah so i was waiting for when i was dun 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 moments like oh here we go well we and, did um our other actor, he did have it probably at the beginning. And so that was like also set us back for a while because, you know, he had to like get better and stuff. So we couldn't film. So, you know, real life colliding with our work. But I don't know, I think when, what we wanted to focus on in, with the series was sort of like this, you know, how people can connect virtually um, when you can't be there in person. And like sort of a feel good feeling, I think for the most part is what we wanted to go for is like, there's a lot of stress out there right now for multiple reasons and um we wanted to sort of have that you know fuzzy nice feeling to our show but also grounded in reality all right so 
what are you guys working on now? Just so the audience can know what we can find you. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. right now, like, I mean, I, again, I always swear by that whole miniseries. Like, I, <clears throat> you, you got a fan for life from me. <laughs> and like I was saying before, like, I was like, I was actually very excited about this interview because I was like, I really want to know behind the curtain. I understand what I'm behind this. This is cool to hear that, you know, you guys used to date, but everybody was in different cities and different places. And it's kind of crazy how you recorded on Zoom and had it looking all professional looking. And, and like the dance scenes were kind of, they were, they were hilarious. The dance scenes with the TikTok. And it just really brought a lot of things home because now TikTok's like a cool thing. I'm 40 years old. I don't have time for TikTok. <laughs> I, 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 I tried. I tried. And I was on, on TikTok for like a week. And I was like, never mind. <laughs> I can't do that shit. Excuse my language. I can't. It's cool, but you know, you got me. I mean, they got the reels out now. And I'm like, I came, I came. I gotta have my like youngest to train me on that. I don't even know how to do that. But <laughs> behind the behind the scenes, like when you guys started the whole project, what was your hope behind it? Like at the end of the day, like did you guys were like, all right, this is we're just doing it for my friends? Did you get realize how much success this could possibly be? Or you just thought it was like, hey, we're just doing it just for our friends, have fun helps us with more content like you said in the beginning but it got be it's, it's successful yeah what do you I think mean, i think in the back i mean i think obviously we were doing it you know for ourselves and like friends and just to connect with you know people going through you know covid but i think i think we also did it in our mind we're like okay we want to like have you know hopefully have you know this be something that grows you know and have this be something that could be like our calling card you know that we could show to people you know, for, for future work. So I think it was a mix of both, you know, like wanting to do it for, you know, doing it for herself, but also in the back of her mind, you know, wanting to create, you know, have a platform to create more content and, you know, have a business. So it was, it was a mix of both. Yeah. And I think it was also a lot about taking, making the best of a really tough situation. And for me, you know, because I lost all my work, I was like, I, I need something to do. And I, Certainly didn't know that we'd be making this much um, content at the beginning of the pandemic, but I'm really grateful we did. I know it was, you know, as we started to work again, it got tougher to do both, but it really was, you know, seize the opportunity and turn something around, you know, something that's tough and make it and turn it to your advantage. Nice. Now I always ask creatives this because this is always the opposite side of it. You guys have the creative juices, creative minds, could do everything. How is it handling the business side now? Because that's the hardest part. How do you distinguish that now to the business side? Because that's that's where it comes down to. You're like, all right, I gotta do this. I can't create as much as I would like to create because it's a business side of things. Yeah. How are you guys out together? Mm-hmm. Uh, Biz, you want to go? I mean, as far as like you know, producing this stuff, we've been trying to keep it as low budget as possible and. Um, you know, I think as a creative myself who makes, uh, you know, film and stills, it's, uh, I'm used to having to put my own money into passion projects, knowing that it will later end up, uh, benefiting me. Um, I mean, I, I've been having to do that for years. And so, so you always set aside some money to make the thing that you're really passionate about, because that is what's going to attract new um, people or clients or people who want to hire you. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's the extent of the business side for us, really. I mean, we're just trying to get a little more exposure. We're keeping things really on a very, very much a shoestring budget. I'm not quite impressed 
by what we have done. And yeah, I think that that sums it up, right? How'd you get all the other people to dance with you guys? <laughs> Uh, you bribe them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of favors. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're really grateful for all the people who, all the dancers who joined in to, you know, be part of this project, just giving their own time. We had some crew who, you know, worked on like reduced rates, um, knowing that this was a passion project and also that we wanted to sort of try working together to see like, if I can call upon these people again for another project where we might have more budget and that kind of thing. And that's, I feel like that's what happens a lot in this creative world. It's like, you kind of do something for trade almost. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was great. No, um, yeah. I think that also a lot of people also people that took part also were just cause they're artists and a lot of them were dancers, you know, and actors, they just wanted to perform, you know, yeah. and, you know, a lot of people aren't getting a chance to perform. So I think that was also another reason why people took part in this. You know, it was fun to get together and just like create like, mm -hmm. like during this moment. And, yeah, yeah, for sure. So my cousin has told me at the beginning of the year, and I want to know if you guys feel the same way. When the podcast for me, which is starting to take off, that was when uh, the pandemic shut me. For my main job, my last day was March 14th. March, mm -hmm. March 13th. 2020. My cousin said, the world has stopped. If you're going to do anything, you're going to do it now because people are paying attention. People have time. How do you feel about hearing though? It's like, like basically what he's saying, you have people have time. It's slowed down. Did you find yourself being like, all right, let's push content out. Let's push content out. Let's just, let's just go all in. Let's not have any regrets because guess what? Once the world opens back up, things just, it just falls off again. Again, you know, not not you, but I'm saying Jimmy. And I just wonder, you guys have that passion for that. I, I definitely felt that way. I think I felt a little bit too much sense of urgency. I'm sorry, and I have talked about this, right? I was like, dude, we got to do this now before like everyone goes back to work. Of course, no, here we are nine months later and things still aren't normal, so to speak. But um, yeah, I was like, we, we have a audience who's interested in this subject right now. And no one's going to care about this in five months, which is not what <laughs> ended up being true. But yeah, we definitely had that feeling of like people have the time they're sitting at home, they're using their phones a lot, they're on social media. And that's why I was like, let's do something that's tailored towards social media, IGTV, keep it short form so that people's attention can stay on it for two minutes and then they can move on to something else. I didn't, I didn't know if you had anything. Sure. Me? All right. Yeah. No, uh, no, I piggyback. Uh, yeah, everything she said. Yeah, no, there was definitely more like, not, yeah, I feel like in terms of our creative like partnership, yeah, sometimes like she's just like the, you know, the gas that hits the, the like the pedal. And I'm, and I'm kind of like, okay, just like more, <laughs> uh, like, yeah, I think, yeah, she, there was definitely that sense of, and I felt it also. You know, maybe not as much as as, as business, but I, I definitely felt like, yeah, this was a moment and, you know, this is like a moment in time. And you only get like certain moments where people care about, you know, certain issues, especially, you know, with the news cycle we have right now, like uh, in this day and age. So, um, yeah, like, you know, it was funny, actually. We um, there's actually a Love and Corona movie, like a Hollywood movie that came out a movie? <laughs> like like recently. Serious. I mean, there's that series. Oh, it was a series. Yeah. Oh, is it serious? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, a series. And it was funny because we were always like, yeah, we got to like just 
like get this out before like you know a bunch of other people idea. you know <laughs> yeah grabs the idea and then now like the, the, that movie there's a series out on it and um it's different yeah it's different for sure I've, I've watched did you, did you watch it a little bit yeah okay so far it hasn't been about characters that are like not all of them are in separate places and that's definitely the ending okay. for ours but yeah i i felt the sense of urgency of like let's let's take let's talk about what's happening right now and let's use this unique idea before anyone else sort of jumps on that wagon too that's funny Which, the beloved corona it's funny my good friend was like there's a tv show about that yeah, it's on. I'm like, nah, nah, that's not what I'm talking about. And it's funny you brought it up. He would just tell me, he's like, yeah, it's on TV, man. You something. I'm like, no, this is you have not seen this. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, some IG only. He's like, yeah, are you sure? And so it's pretty cool that it's funny you say that because mm-hmm. he, he thought I was going to interview people from that show. I'm like, no, no, no. So, <laughs> interesting. Right, we're a different platform. <laughs> yeah. So where can the Pete, my audience, find you guys? your new projects coming out that you can talk about and follow you guys and just really support you guys going forward. Because again, you know, I, I watch a lot of, since I've been home, <laughs> I've been watching more, you know, you know, if you have an iPhone, it tells you how long you've been on damn your damn phone every week and tells you all that stuff. And I really enjoy what you guys are doing. And that's why I wanted to have you on Cause I want to support you guys. I want to support Thanks, artists. Man. They're really doing their thing. And I really, I mean that. And that's why I was like, you know, I really want to have these guys on because I like the, I like the movie. I like, like the miniseries. I, and then, you. you know, I saw the behind the scenes of dancing. I was like, damn, like I'm, I'm into this, you know? And, and I was like, I got to get these guys on. But what do you guys have going on in the future? So audience can check you guys out, your passion projects and support and whatever they can do out there. Uh, so we have got, we have a, a bunch of projects actually in the works. You know, working on a like a short film that we want to do. Um, this is like writing it, and um, and it's just about it's kind of like a uh, a fantasy thriller. Yeah, kind of. It's like very. Yeah. It's darker than Love and Corona. Yeah, but and, um, you know, we've also been we were working on a pilot for a series, and we pulled a a, a part of that, and we want to shoot that as a, a short as well at some point in the future. Um, and yeah, we got we got a lot of things cooking. Now it's a matter of uh, producing them as well. And you know, um, some of the ideas, you know, use low amount of cast or crew, but then others don't. And so that's kind of what we're gonna have to feel it out, depending on you know how the um, virus develops and if we get vaccines and whatnot. So like we're sort of we're in the uh, pre-production phases right now. But we're pretty excited about all that stuff too. Um, yeah, it's a lot of, yeah, we're yeah, like we're really feeling like the work that we're doing now. Like we're we're just trying to just do something different each time, you know, like really just like stretch ourselves. And um, yeah, and in terms of just where you can find our stuff, we actually have a we're gonna have our website's gonna be live um, very very soon. Like hopefully by yeah, very very soon. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, <laughs> we gotta finish making it. <laughs> Yeah, but it's very, it's, it's almost there. So yeah, we're going to have pretty dope, like a website for the production company, sunrise sunset productions.com. And we're also, you can find us on um, IG at sun at sunrise um, sunset productions. Um, so yeah. And we'll I guess we're personal our stuff up there. You know, if we have anything new yeah. on our production page. Are you guys on Twitter? Are you guys on LinkedIn? Are you guys on all that other stuff too? Or Facebook and all that stuff? 
<laughs> uh, we got it. We got it like a Twitter. Our Twitter presence is like, like, but yeah. But uh, we have we're actually on Facebook. Yeah, we have a pretty we have a pretty um, dope uh, presence on on Facebook. But Instagram, I think, because we especially that's where we start. You know, loving Corona. Yeah, that's where we started. You know, it's like very much. Yeah, we are very much. That's like our like our home like uh, platform. But yeah, you can find us on. You know, we're gonna have a website, Facebook, Twitter um instagram yeah youtube are we on youtube oh yeah we're on youtube also yeah <laughs> you, gotta plug, you gotta plug them all you gotta plug everything you gotta plug the youtube everything not everybody's <laughs> myspace we yeah, whatsapp everything yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna do a real quick rapid fire with you guys okay okay yeah what's the fun part of uh how i do it at the end of my show it's always fun all right what inspires you guys every day uh the ability to just be able to be change you know to just like push myself every day to be like okay um i did this now i want to do this you know to just grow the fact that we have time to grow you know that that yeah i'm passionate about that yeah i feel like for me if i need inspiration um and i'm sort of thinking of this in a different way it's like if i need inspiration i have to go outside like just a walk in nature to remind yourself that you're not just, you know, in this like small apartment hole and, you know, you can be connected to the outside world even if you aren't touching, especially right now. It's, it's good to get yourself outside. It's tough. It's tough right now. It yeah. definitely is. Which, who's your favorite author? Mm, I'm, I'm um, going to say right now, um, Neil Gaiman. I like all that. Really? Yeah. You like Neil Gaiman? I like all that mythology stuff, but I don't know. Uh, Neil Gaiman used to be my favorite, one of my favorite. Really? I mean, he still is one of my favorite authors. Yeah, but uh, I really, I really do like Octavia Butler. Um, she's like, you know, sci-fi. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I fuck with like, like sci-fi, like fantasy. Yeah, I'd say Octavia Butler. Who is your favorite director? Mm, Wong Kar Wai. Um, He's got a lot of beautiful films. Um, one of my favorite is In the Mood for Love. Um, I'd say uh, Pedro Moldovar. Um, mm. Yeah. Nice. He's, uh, yeah, I love just like the way he's just able to like throw everything in like a pot, things that maybe probably shouldn't go together, but he just makes like, he's still able to make like beautiful, like touching like human stories out of um, all different types of like influences. Yeah. Nice. What are your top favorite five movies? Top favorite five movies. Ooh, that's hard. Well, no, but you're stuck in the pandemic. You got five movies. You can only choose. All right. I got, I, I got three right now because some of my classic favorites are in Bruges and the fall. That's a good one. Um, recently, um, Parasite. That was great. Um, but I don't know. I'll have to think to throw the last four, number four and five in there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I really love the uh, Before Sunrise Sunset uh, trilogy mm -hmm. of like, um, those are really, those are really good. Like in terms of like romance movies, like I, I, I yeah, I really dig them. Like I think rom-coms and ro romantic movies are like one of my top genres. So those movies are really good. Um, let's see. Parasite was really good. I guess recently, like a Parasite would probably be in it. 
Um, Pulp Fiction, uh, just because like I have, actually no, I will say um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood actually. Uh, Cause I'm like a big Tarantino fan and yeah, like I, yeah, that was really, I think that was just like, it showed just such one of his most different movies from all other movies he's had. And yeah, it was just really, I think it's one of his most like human movies. So that, and what, what about that, is that, four? that Tarantino wrote? Oh, True Romance? Yeah. Don't you like yeah. Oh yeah. True Romance. Yeah. 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 Um, that's five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, but it's like, I, I'm gonna keep it real. Like, it's hard for me to like know like what my top most movies because sometimes that changes, you know. Like, but I would say, yeah, those are probably, that's probably it. Yeah. Your favorite brunch meal? Ooh. Okay. Everybody likes. I call I call brunch the adult going out Friday night. <laughs> well, it's not. Well, Sunday morning though, or Saturday morning. I mean, I love pancakes. I make pancakes most almost every weekend and like I'm also thinking of some specific pancakes from this one place in Brooklyn they're giant they're like the size of your head they're one inch thick with like this malt syrup that's great too all pancakes <laughs> I say croissants like I love like just like warm crispy like croissants like I love like it's like pastries yeah I'd say like yeah like a croissant yeah drums or flat <laughs> okay so we saw this question we yeah. don't know what that is <laughs> Well, no, we have to we have to Google we have to Google it. Yeah. <laughs> it's always this question. Everybody's like, "What the hell is he talking about?" Wings, chicken wings, yeah. drum, drum, and then you have the then you have the flat. The flat is like that the a flat thing? Flats. The flats are flat, and the drums are like kind of like a drumstick. Right. Um, I, just, drumstick. I guess we don't call them that around here. <laughs> okay. Oh, what do you what do y'all call them? Wings, right? Wings. Yeah, I, guess, I think they're just both. We just both, they're both wings. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, drums for me, I think. Yeah. Uh, drumsticks also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that though. Though we, we should just like start introducing that conversation. Like. Yeah. That's always a controversial one. Every time I ask people, they're like, "Drums or flats?" I didn't look it up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's, here's the other controversial one. Also, blue cheese or ranch? Ranch. Neither. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta end this right oh, now. <laughs> uh, all right, Bluetooth. <laughs> Your favorite city to visit? Mm. I don't. I maybe this is because I feel like it was one of the most recent cities I went to. But um, and we went together to Mexico City. Wow. That was really nice. Beautiful, yeah. great. I'd say great food, great weather. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say a cross between either Mexico City or like L.A., like Los Angeles, like. Where you are now. Yeah, where I am right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just like, yeah, I just need like weather. Mm. I don't know, man. Like, just the weather, like, just being in nature, just being able to look out and see palm trees and like beautiful mountains and just being among nature. Like, yeah, and going to the beach, like, you could just like take a break and like just go to the beach. Like, yeah. So I'd say like Los Angeles or Mexico City. Yeah. That's that's real cool. LA is like one of my favorite cities. I was supposed to have my 40th birthday out there this year. The yeah. yeah mm. We ran the spot in Manhattan Beach. Like like right in the beach. Oh, man. You know what I mean? And then because I have a lot of LA friends out there who are, are in the industry. And they're like, come on out. We're just hanging out. We're not doing nothing else anyways. It was closed down. And unfortunately we didn't make it out there, but next year we'll go out there. Yeah, man. Yeah. 
What's your yeah. best advice you've ever received? Mm. So actually, Sarah and I were talking about this, and he reminded me about something that I had noted, you know, very early in the pandemic. I had been listening to a podcast. It was an interview with Bill Withers. Um, it was like a, a recast um, right around when he passed. And I think the essence of what, what he said was, you just got to do it. You just got to make something. If you want it, you know, put your voice out in the world. You want to make art, just make it. And I feel like for me, I'm a perfectionist. I always want things to be just perfect, but it's true. If you don't put anything out there, no one sees it. You're going nowhere. You just have to do it. Yeah, I, uh, I second that. Uh, I guess my advice, I think the best advice I've gotten, it's like similar to that is kind of just like about just beginning. Actually, I'll, I'll read it to you because <laughs> I keep it above like my, my table when I work, but it's a little long. But um, it's like, until one is committed, there's like hesitancy, the chance to draw back, you know, concerning all acts of creation, there's like one elementary truth that ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans. The moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moved forward to all sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. Whole stream of events issue from decision raising in one's favor, all manner of unforeseen incidents and meetings and material mis- assistance, I mean, it's very wordy, but it's good advice. Uh, <laughs> it's probably like written like 200 years ago, um, which no man or woman um, could have dreamed would have come his way or their way. Whatever you can do or you can dream, you can begin it. Boldness has genius, genius, power and magic in it. Begin it now. And I just in so many things like that, you know, I just see it like you just begin it. You know, like Biz was saying, like if you if you don't start something, then you know, you're never even going to find out whether like you could have, you know, accomplished it. You know, it's just like, just begin it and then yeah. don't, don't stop. I think if it's worth it. And then I, I feel like another thing that I always sort of keep in mind is, and it could apply to this situation is comparison is the thief of joy. You can use that in all aspects of life, but if you're thinking about making something, you don't want to compare yourself to everyone else all the time because that is going to hold you back. You're never going to get your voice out there if you're like, oh, it's not as good as someone else's or it's like the same. Like your voice is unique to you. And if you just make it, I guarantee someone will like it. On that note, <clears throat> that was that was some deep, that was a deep word. That was, you guys are real, real deep. That was right. beautiful. It was. <laughs> I can even say I'm stuttering my words. But uh, again, I appreciate you guys coming on the show. Thank you so much. I mean, again, this is the first time we've all met, literally. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you for you. having us. And what I always tell people, I normally yeah, do a pre-interview, but I wasn't worried. I was like, the vibe the vibe is going to be good. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. And this interview has been amazing, and I can't wait to, to come out. And then let me know about the website, because I might hold this interview off into the website. Please. That might, okay. that could, that, like I said, um, I'd rather, rather have you guys have all everything in place. But people can be like, all right, we go right to it. That link tree right there. Yeah, that'd be great. So please stay in contact. Again, thank you so much, folks. Love, peace, and happiness. Be safe in 2020. We out.